It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. The people of Oklahoma, again, this is my 15th year here, and uh, you know, all of my children were born here in Norman, Oklahoma. So um, uh, I'm not surprised uh, by, by the people of Oklahoma, the love, the support, the compassion, uh, the loyalty. Uh, it's second to none, and um, we're incredibly grateful. Uh, and, again, for us and for Julie, as I've said before, there's no question that uh, this is this is an opportunity for us to be a blessing for a lot of people um, that are going through similar hardships or even worse. And there's plenty that are a lot worse. And so uh, it helps you have a, a again a great appreciation. And uh, but for for us, you know, we're incredibly thankful, but not surprised. And uh, so that's cool. University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables there talking about the support shown from the crowd. A lot of pink T-shirts out there in the crowd on Saturday, which was really awesome to see. And um, uh, you can tell that Coach Venables was uh, impressed by that. But not surprised because he knows the people here, and um, I thought that was awesome. Really cool. Uh, yeah, I was uh, in in stadium, northwest corner of the end zone, and I could see a lot of pink T-shirts. Uh, how did it look from your bird's eye view up there at the top of the press box? A lot. I don't. It's hard to. It's hard to give a percentage, but there was a lot out there, and you could you could see a ton of people walking around campus beforehand. In pink, a lot of people asking, like, where can I get a pink shirt? Um, asking, I had people um, asking me, what was it, on on Friday, where they could get pink T-shirts. Coming to the, I was at the brown bag there, and people were coming in, having some uh, some food, and asking where we were going to have pink T-shirts out there. So, very sold a cool. lot. We sold a lot on Saturday morning, man. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait until we uh, cut that check for the OU Stevenson Canton Center uh, very soon because we we have some money to give them. Thanks to the Ref Army for that. All right, let's go down the uh, position group. I know it was Arkansas State, but let's just see if our opinions on any particular position groups have changed. Text line, as always, we want you involved, 405-651-3439. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Um, Do you feel better, worse, or no change about the quarterbacks after two Really good performances by Dylan Gabriel and Jackson Arnold. Well, for me, it's no change, but I my my uh, expectation was pretty high because I was able to go out there and and watch them in training camp. So it wasn't my first like what I saw in training camp from Dylan Gabriel is exactly what I saw on Saturday. I thought he was quicker. I thought he was more agile. 
I thought he was more decisive. I thought his passes, I, I don't know. They appeared to have more zip. Maybe it's just he was delivering those with such good confidence that, that it appeared that way. I thought he was in total command of the offense. Um, I thought he was excellent. Excellent. I feel uh, I, I had high expectations as well. I still I feel slightly better. I mean, when, Good. when you throw a true freshman out there and he goes 11 for 11 in his first ever game, mm-hmm. runs for a touchdown, like, I had high expectations but not missing on one pass. And Jaden Gibson definitely helped him out in the end zone, but that was still a pretty good ball. Put um, it up there. Let him go make yeah, the play. Yeah, I, I – uh, I feel I feel a little bit better about the quarterback position after after Saturday. What about now, I, I, I'll tell you something that I thought was a little interesting. Jackson Arnold was in and they ran quarterback power a couple of times. Now, they ran it with Bevel. It's that's what he got hurt on was quarterback power whenever they were backed up coming out. So that situationally is understandable. It was a little bit different when they ran it with Jackson Arnold. And here's the thing, man. If you're going to build a package for Jackson Arnold, and it's going to be maybe some some red zone, maybe some short yardage, quarterback power is going to be a big part of that package. And you can do a bunch of stuff off of quarterback power. So I'm not, I'm not saying that we witnessed the beginning of a special package that we're going to see throughout the season but, of Jackson Arnold, but there's a possibility there. Four thought that was interesting. It was awesome seeing passes across the middle from Dylan Gabriel. Nine one eight. I thought DG looked faster out there, more comfortable in the pockets. Uh, Gunny says DG looked good, but JFA is going to win a Heisman before he leaves Norman. Now, uh, he could. hang on a second. There you go. Because I know the big criticism last year of, of not just, not, definitely of Gabriel, but also just kind of of the offense overall was uh, not attacking the middle of the field, throws over the middle. That texter suggested it was good to see Gabriel throwing it over the middle, but I'm not remembering any throws over the, member, uh, over the middle off the top of my head right now. Am I missing one? Um, I don't, do you want to count this as over the middle? It was one of the throws that he missed on. Remember that slant to Andrew Anthony going towards the south end zone? It was a little bit behind him, but Anthony made a play on it. I mean, that, it's still not really over the middle, but. Yeah. No, I don't remember that one, but I'll, I'll take the texture's word pretty, for it. It was in the first half. Yeah. I think maybe in the second quarter. Uh, okay, running backs. Better, worse. No change. I don't know about you. I'm going no change. Um, yeah. I mean, they rushed for over 200 yards, but nobody had a, a run longer than 20 yards. I'm I'm still where I'm at with the, not a not a bad place at all. It's a good place. It's just I don't not changing my opinion after Saturday. Same. On them. Same. I'm. I I felt really good. I think everyone felt really good going in. I still feel really good. Um, they did not blow me away, but. That's fine. I don't need to be blown away all the time. I just just go out there and do what you're you're supposed to do. And I thought they did that. Offensive line. We're gonna we're gonna get to the tight end separately. What about offensive line? Better, worse, the same. Um, I had a very very high bar set for the offensive line. I think maybe they came in a little under that. I'm not 
I, I just I wasn't as there wasn't as much movement as I hoped. Savion Bird wasn't as aggressive as I hoped. Now I saw some really good things, and I think we're going to continue to get better. I still feel like the ceiling for this group is incredibly high, um, and that's why I had such a high high mark for them to come in, a high expectation coming in. I think they underwhelmed a little bit, but no change, not in a bad spot, right? What about tight end? Better, better, better. Yeah, I think so. Better. I thought Blake Smith. He looked good. He looked athletic. Um, he was a willing blocker. I think all of their tight ends did a pretty good job blocking uh, for what they are. I, I didn't expect us to have a tight end that was just going to be an ass kicker out there on the edge as a as a hand-in-the-dirt tight end. That's not what I expected of this group. Um, so I don't think we have that, but I think we're better than I expected as, as, a, as a three deep. Pretty good. I'm with you on tight end better, and I'm going to go with slightly better at wide receiver as well. Just Agreed. because the number the number of players, how many guys had a gain over 25 yards? Cade McIntyre, Blake Smith, I mean, geez, there's two tight ends to back up that. Gibson had a 33-yard gain. Andrew Anthony had a 45-yarder. Nick Anderson had a 52-yarder. There were just a Six lot of guys. receivers, yeah, that made big plays on Saturday. So I, I say better. Better? Uh, but here's the other thing. Uh, I, I thought the receivers showed well in the passing game, absolutely. But the most impressive thing to me is how well they blocked. Andrell Anthony, Farouk on that Drake Stoops touchdown. Uh, I think those were the two. Anthony was definitely there. I think those were the two guys that were out in front of him. Just absolutely mauled their guys. Um, Nick Anderson had some amazing blocks out there on the perimeter. Really good stuff. I was I was really happy with what I saw from the wide receivers in that regard. And we got a lot of playmaking ability after the catch with Gavin Freeman and Pedway. I we've got some really good uh, athleticism and, and quickness after the catch. Um it's it's just one game, but anything to worry about with Jalil Farouk? He did starts, but we just mentioned all these other players that had big catches, big plays. Not really much to speak from from uh, from Farouk. No, did, he did just had the one the carry, zone? right? Yeah that that was was a really tough play, but yeah, I thought he should have came down with it. Hit him in the hands. Yeah, and that was well only one of the few uh, incompletions from Gabriel, right? Yeah, so. and and you mentioned earlier like um you know the situation really allowed Petaway to be very active but I'm just I'm jotting it down, I am noting it, I am storing it for the future. Like Drake Stoops had four catches, Andrew Anthony three, LV Bunkley Shelton two, Jaden Gibson two. Like Jaquez Petaway had by far and away the most catches with nine. It really wasn't yeah. that close. Right. So it's just like, mm, okay, I'll, I'll, he did not start, but I will uh, store that as very useful information here the next two weeks to see how that develops. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's um, all of it looks looks to be trending pretty good. Uh, competitive depth is the mantra uh, and the, uh, the, the, the statement we've heard over and over and over from the coaching staff. And I think what we saw in game one – really uh, solidifies what they were talking about, bolsters what they are talking about. Too deep on both offensively and defensively looked really good. 
Uh, Dan in Madison, Mississippi. I think we had one drop. I'll take it. Um, nine seven two. Caleb Hicks looks great for a true freshman. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. that's definitely the case. Nine one eight. Dylan Gabriel hit a running back out of the backfield over the middle, like four to five uh, ish minutes into the second quarter. I think. Okay. Yeah. Nine one eight says all five guys are better than Eric Gray. I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. Uh, Sugar Shane, was it me or did we run a very vanilla offense? Yeah, we did. Um, we just had handful of run concepts we saw uh we saw the gt counter we saw uh gh or gf counter whatever you want to call with the the tight end pulling around as well we saw split zone inside zone um we saw our perimeter things there was that little delay toss that we were running um pretty vanilla passing game stuff like the huge majority of what we did was the, you know, when the numbers are too too many numbers in the middle uh, to stop the run, we're just going to throw it out and let the receivers block. There was that was a big majority of the of the you know of the offense, especially late. You know, with Jackson Arnold, almost all his throws were were those RPOs where he's just ripping it out to the outside, and he did a great job with those. So yeah, I. I Thought it was really vanilla, which is fine. 405, it's awesome when your second team pours it on just as hard as your first team. So I, I know it got to the point this offseason. It's kind of a season. blurred line between the ones and the twos, isn't there? Yeah, well, I, I know some, like, it, it got towards the end of the offseason. Okay, I get it. Competitive depth. I know. Yes, Brent, I got it. Okay. But I, I think Brent, compared to most head coaches, very honest about his team. And I think he even mentioned something about this in the post game is a lot of what they said about this year's team with competitive depth was almost kind of uh, like, oh, yeah, like, we saw it on Saturday, basically. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're a top 10 team as things sit today, but do they have way more competitive depth than they had a year ago? I feel very comfortable saying that, yeah. And I, I think with that, I think it raises the floor of your season more than it does raise your ceiling if that makes sense um now i think a lot of these guys the competitive depth guys that got some run there may be some stars in there your nick anderson's um you know some some guys like that maybe a maybe a barnes maybe you know pluck a guy out here and there defensively maybe out of uh uh pj like we got to see some guys. That doesn't necessarily mean that we're just going to get to see them, and that's going to be their ceiling. They're going to get better and better. So, I right now the 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 level of guy that's going to be playing, regardless, like of if, of injury, of suspension, of you know, a guy's got to come out because of a you know a shoestring or whatever. We're going to have good players out on the field and. Yeah. We're not going to have glaring weaknesses offensively and defensively. Not to say that we won't have weaknesses, but you know, I it's we're just in a much better spot roster wise. I feel you know Nick Anderson making a couple of big plays and Jaden Gibson. It makes the wide receiver situation even more interesting. And not that we really believe we would find out who the true number one wide receiver is after Saturday, but it's kind of. I'm interested to see how they manage this week against a much better team. Like, if Drake Stoops is out, I'm guessing 
that Gavin Freeman slides in that role as a starter. But I would project Andrell Anthony going to continue to be a deep ball guy for you. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, but I, really the question is like you're starting three, I don't think is so much of a question, but what do you do now in a game Saturday with a Nick Anderson, a Jaden Gibson, guys like that who had LV Bunkley Shelton who had a nice game as well? Like, I the, think they're going to keep getting there. The good games their... make it, uh, I guess, even more interesting at wide receiver here yeah. in the next two weeks. And, and we'll learn more. We'll, I, I, I do think that some of these rotations are going to tighten up, but maybe not a lot. They may not tighten up a lot. I mean, one of the things that we heard last year, and this was, this is something that, you know, the fan base sensed a little bit. I think the coaching staff and the players sensed it and talked about it a little bit. That football team last year got worn down, all right? A bunch of different reasons to point to for that. But the depth that they have and the kind of the schedule that they're sticking to, we should have a much fresher football team for longer this year, and it's a war of attrition. So that I think that, that uh, bodes well for this team. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text coming. We'll hit some of those next. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. You're a member of the Ref Army, and we know you want to show it this football season. Just visit kref.com, click the KREF store link on the menu, and check out our fresh line of shirts like the official Ref Army tailgate shirt. Say goodbye to the Big 12 with our Thanks for the Trophies shirt, and join us in our pink shirt to salute Julie Venables' fight with breast cancer, for which a portion of every purchase will be donated to Stevenson Cancer Center. Find all of that and more at... Folic acid every day. And use birth control until you're ready to have a baby. See a healthcare provider as soon as you think you are pregnant. Planning ahead makes dreams come true. Preparing for a lifetime starts today. Visit iio.health.ok.gov. Do you know what to do if you're stuck on the railroad crossing? Get out of your vehicle. If a train is not approaching, find the blue and white emergency notification system sign on the traffic signs at the crossing. For help, call the number on the sign and give them the crossing number so they know your location and can alert train traffic. Remember, find the blue and white to save your life. What's up, boss? You believe now? You, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, no. Do you believe in that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. I read through that bull junk you wrote. I read through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. Well, that was not an under-the-radar moment from Saturday. Dion in Colorado beating TCU in Fort Worth. The biggest story of the college football weekend, not under the radar, but this segment is. It's our under the radar segment brought to you by Board Street Ventures. Board Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under the radar suitor startups. Learn how you can help support OU innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. I was at Boyd Street Ventures for the pregame show on Saturday, and uh, it was a party. It was a really good time. A lot of uh, loyal Ref Army members came by. Bought a uh, pink T-shirt. It was uh, it was fun. Can't wait until we're back at Boy Street Ventures. 
So, text line, get involved, 405-651-3439. Under-the-radar segment, who was an under-the-radar player from Saturday? I uh, he, he had a big play that everyone's talking about. I'm still going to go with Gentry Williams after getting the start at corner. Uh, yeah. I, I think he had a really good game, but honestly, man, it was less about the game that he had and more just seeing him physically and thinking, yeah, that's exactly what you need at corner with the conference that you're about to be in in, in next year. That guy yeah. looks the part. And we're going to get we're going to get better when Wagner comes back. Um get him healthy. He he adds an, another level of physicality to that corner spot. Um hey, building off of that, I'll give you an under the radar's Woody Washington. Yeah. Now, quiet game, but typically at corner, that's a good thing. Made a great play on a deep ball, good positioning. Turns, finds the football. Um, I thought he played really good as well. I, mean, I can go under the radar, guys, all day long. Kobe McKenzie, uh, I thought he was great late in the game, coming in physical, doing exactly what uh, I would expect from him. When it, In the box work by him is top notch. Uh, Kendall says General Booty is the uh, under-the-radar player for him. Yeah. Uh, okay, Brandon from the 405, I was pleasantly surprised to see Jacob Lacey playing, but no Josiah yeah. Wagner or Macari Vickers, question mark? Uh, I think Wagner's been a little banged up, so didn't expect to see him out there. Um, not sure about Macari Vickers, what the issue was uh, there with him. I, I don't know. What Are we sure he didn't play? I don't know. Trying to uh, someone offensively that was uh, under the radar. I mean, we've really talked about everyone offensively that had a a really good game. I guess Caleb Hicks, even after good. three carries, fourteen yards, but he had the touchdown run. He just more than anything, he he looks like he's the part. He's snappy, isn't he? He's got some juice whenever he's carrying the football. Uh, really good, explosive change of direction, lateral movement. He's. You know, I don't. I don't know who's the fastest back of the group is. I'd probably say Sawchuck, but I think Caleb Hicks is probably pretty close, and he runs with power as well. Obviously, great speed. Yeah, he's he's the total package. Now, I think he's probably battling through some true freshman stuff. You know, just trying to get everything down and and be a more reliable player. But he's he looks like he's got the. The, the potential to be a really good running back. Uh, expectations incoming from the nine one eight Reggie Pearson as wicked as Brandon Everidge. He's good. Now. I do like the pop he has from that. I'm, uh, maybe I'm overdoing it, but that play he made against the run after the penalty on the sideline. I just, yep. I, I just that defense has been needing that type of player for a while at that, at that position. It was great. Just knifed in there, made a really good. Like he came in, he was under control. But incredibly aggressive. Um, I, I think Reggie Pearson is awesome, and Brandon Everidge as a as a comparison. I think he's closer. Like the way he plays is, and maybe I'm I'm going a little bit far here, but he reminds me more of Tony Jefferson than he does Brandon Everidge. Brandon Everidge was a. That's exactly what Jordan Evans said in our post game. By the way. He's like yeah. Tony Jefferson is who he reminds me of. Yeah, he he is, he's way more under control than Brandon Everidge. Brandon Everidge was a uh, a missile coming from the back end. 
And oftentimes it got him in trouble. You know, he would come flying, you know, but, you know, they also created a bunch of big hits and and awesome plays. Uh, Reggie Pearson is, he's under control, but still incredibly explosive. And ultimately that's what you want to be as a football player. Gunny says, I'll give you a not-so-under-the-radar player. That's G-Freaky. Yeah, hell of a punt return. Yeah. And you could that tell one, that when he made that first move, they, yep. they had a lot of room to run. It was touchdown. And um, on that play, Mark the Picture Guy here at the station yeah. sent me a great photo of Gavin Freeman basically crossing the goal line on that play. And it's on our KREF Twitter page. And I'm, you know, trying to pay attention to the game, but also trying to, you know, to put out that photo because it was so cool. Sure. I just see a number 24 next to him, and I thought, oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's Marcus Major. I didn't realize until after the game, that's Samuel Omasigo. For a young dude, that dude is ripped, man. And, and you can see it when you uh, look at that photo on our uh, KREF Sports Twitter page. Yeah. It's like, okay. Hey, we got some really good-looking young athletes, okay, uh, scattered throughout. It's not just one or two. In the backer room, um, on the on the defensive line at edge with, with uh, 34, Caden Green on the offensive line. Obviously, the guys in the backfield we've been talking about, wide receivers, some really good-looking young athletes that are going to develop into some ball players in coming years, man, I'm telling you. Let me hit a few more here. Under the radar was Caden Green. He's a dog, says the yep. texture of the 405. Uh, 405 is DJ Graham just nowhere to be found. Good question. I'm not sure. Um, probably there's a little bit of being swallowed up by depth, you know. Um, tough. It's it's tough. I Hard to comment on that. I'm not exactly sure. I know he's got a ton of uh, talent, and he could do a lot of things. Let's see if he, he finds a way to get some of those skills on the field. One more. What's happened to Ethan Downs? Did he lose his starting position? Ethan Downs yeah. was out there. I mean, it, he in was fact, out there. Ethan Downs was the first player to uh, touch the football this year on the opening kickoff. That's right. He he had a really nice sack. Um, but, you know, this is something that I kind of alluded to. If you'll remember, whenever we were talking about the the preseason All-Big 12, whenever he made that list, you know, I was suggesting that he you know, may not even be a starter on this team. And it, that is uh, kind of – tells the, a little bit of a story of how far we've come on the defensive line um, but it also tells you how positive the depth that we have is and I thought I saw some really good things from Ethan Downs out there on the field uh, strong did some good things in the running game and again going back to the rush last year over and over and over makes me want to slam my head into the table whenever I see guys rush past the level of the quarterback he did not do that he got high wasn't going to get home redirected was great with his hands fell back closed the gap and got a sack great job by ethan downs i'll tell you uh, i'll give you something else that was under the radar i really enjoyed the uh, intro video before the game okay i, I thought it was, a, i thought it was well done I, as well a different like kind of a, a different theme than what they've done before but the boss kind of be the, being the central figure. You can't go wrong there. And then the one degree from yeah. Adrian Peterson to AD. Uh, that was really well done, yeah, man. Yeah, it that was. was I, I like that one a lot. 
and I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be, a, there's probably going to be more of those to come. They're probably going to mix in, you know, a bunch of different guys. They to had different Gerald McCoy eras. in the Bedlam game last year. He was kind of the like Boz was the central figure. Yeah, they had Gerald McCoy. So you think? Each well, no, game I mean might have a different pl- former player. No, 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 no. I mean, like they may sprinkle in like the two twelve. You know, the one extra degree is you go from Adrian Peterson to AD. I'm saying yeah. more of those guys, gotcha. like uh, whoever the, those those players may be, like. You're taking the normal guy and transforming him into to what he became on the field. Yeah, they, yeah. Did, they re- did a really good job with it. Uh, I don't know who just sent us this on the text line, but thank you. A new on-three prediction just dropped, and it is for OU to land 2024 four-star edge Danny Okoye, who was in town this weekend. Wow. Apparently really enjoyed the visit. Big he had, time. He had Wagyu steak. I bet he did enjoy the visit. That's big time. He's a uh, he's a really good looking athlete, really good looking athlete, and in state kid, man. I'm telling you, it is going. This is going to pay dividends in the future uh, on a mo- on multiple fronts. I think in state guys are number one more willing to stay and not transfer out, which is just something that you have to talk about in this day and age. I think they're also a little more invested with uh, with being a part of the program, right? Yeah. And and maybe doing the right things and still within the reach of their parents, which I think is is big. And I don't know. I I think it's going to pay dividends. Uh, one more under the radar before we hit a break. Sugar Shane in Newcastle saying uh, Cade McIntyre. Yeah, I, I think hey. you could go Blake Smith as well, but I think Cade McIntyre. That's that's a really that's probably one of the better ones we got. Yeah, I'm telling you, I they like Cade McIntyre, and I've seen some really good things from him whenever I was at some practices at training camp. Now, he's more of a split-out guy right now because he, he's still a little light in the behind. But as he grows and puts on weight, if he gets up to around that 250, 255 mark in a year or two, he's going to be hell on wheels out there at tight end. All right. Quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. Does your checking account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom? At Armstrong Bank, that's what you can expect. For more than a century, we've been serving up exceptional customer service and financial guidance to our customers across Oklahoma and Arkansas. I tell kids that with a little help and a lot of work, that you can overcome any challenge. DAV helps veterans like Adam get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year. My victory is being there for the next generation. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. It's what caught Teddy's eye. Brought to you by Yalagazny Law. Have you heard? Have you heard? Hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer. Not at Yalagazny Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. Yalagazny Law. Four zero five eight hundred eighty eighty. That's four zero five eight hundred eighty eighty. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Well, I'll start here, Tyler. Now it wasn't the hottest start for Tennessee. They did get the win over Virginia. And uh, 
My man Joe Milton, not bad. Bazooka two, Joe is what they call him. Bazooka Joe, um, two touchdowns in the air, two touchdowns on the ground, rushing, uh, was pretty efficient with the football, 21 of 30. Um, pretty clean. That, that's a pretty good start for uh, for Joe Milton at quarterback. Is it good enough to where we can say that they're going to be a threat or we just don't know enough yet? Uh, well, yeah, no, they're definitely a threat. I mean, they're the second-best team in the SEC East, I think. Yeah. With everything that's going on at Georgia, I mean, I, yeah, Tennessee has to be labeled a threat, in my opinion. Um, right. To make it to Atlanta, for sure. Uh, they The game was in Nashville, where the Titans play, uh. and Tennessee brought so many fans. I'm sure a lot of Tennessee fans do live in Nashville. Anyway, the scene apparently was so awesome that Titans fans and Titans media were, why can't we do this, see? It can be an ho- awesome home atmosphere. Like, Tennessee fans are finally showing us that we can have an awesome home uh, home field atmosphere in Nashville. We got to we gotta do something different. So they, they showed out. Okay, them. now, next, FSU 45-24 over Louisiana State. They ran away with it late. Um, is Florida State that good? Uh, LSU, uh, underwhelming. They also made a bunch of mistakes in special teams. Like, what'd you make of that one? Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, LSU, not like, they, they, the Malik Neighbors guy. It just felt off yeah. between him and, and Jaden Daniels for for whatever Agreed. reason. But Florida State's legit, man, and that win is huge, huge for them. Because even if yeah. they're to lose to Clemson coming up in a few weeks, like if. Like that win at the end of the year and the way that they dominated, no one's going to forget the way that Florida State dominated last night, right? And if LSU yeah. ends up being a 10-win football team this year, that's one of those wins that we're going to look at in November and say, yeah, Florida State has that one. That, that, that's that got a chance to really help their playoff, their playoff hopes. I'll go back to what I always say. I'm not as interested in who our best returner is I'm more interested in who can catch the ball the best when it comes to punts. All right? That killed LSU. All right, um, last thing. Alabama. All right, we got Texas, Alabama this week in Tuscaloosa. Uh, A lot has been made about Alabama and their quarterback situation. Milrow, pretty daggum good uh, for game one, start one for him. Well, I guess it's not his first start, but – you know what I mean. Five touchdowns, three in the air, two rushing. First Alabama quarterback to ever do that. Uh, ended with, you know, 13 of 18. Pretty efficient. I thought he looked pretty good. Good enough to beat Texas. Yeah, I mean, good for him to come out and have a nice start, right, before that yep. game going into Saturday. So I feel pretty good about uh, Alabama's chances on Saturday. Yep. That's, that's, that's all I'm I got. At. Except I did, I, Tyler, I have to do it. Shout out, Mac Brown, 100 wins at two different schools. That's big time. Yeah, post-game interview, did you tear up? Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Tuck, to give me the 100th win here. And and uh, some were critical about him grabbing Shane Beamer's neck. Yeah, it was aggressive. Now, we were watching at the house. Uh, we were all uh, discussing your Mac Brown and how good it is. Uh, that's all we could thank think you. about whenever he, he was talking. But. Someone made the point. It's like I think he was saying something good to him, but it wasn't aggressive. It was aggressive. It was. Shane Beamer's the type of guy too that if he felt it was too aggressive, I feel like he'd bow up and maybe throw a punch at the old man. 
Come on, Mac. <laughs> Beamer's pretty aggressive, and I, I love yeah. it. Uh, okay, story number one for me, Jackson Arnold's shirt after the game on Saturday. <laughs> uh, is he uh, doing a little recruiting with the uh, OU Missouri 2000 Big 12 know. championship shirt that he was wearing? It's an interesting situation. I know for a fact Jackson Arnold doesn't have uh, what is it, 2007 Big 12 Championship shirt laying around? I know he doesn't have He said that. it was given to him. That's what he said. So, that's funny, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but definitely interesting. <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned uh, what you want from a punt returner is being able to catch the yeah. ball. Well, Gavin Freeman caught the ball, yes. ran it back for a touchdown. He had another one that mm-hmm. hit off his shoulder pads, but he recovered and still made a nice play. Yeah. It was good enough for Gavin Freeman to be named Co. It's the Big 12, so we have to have Co. Special Teams Player of the Week. But Gavin Freeman wow. got that. How about that? First um, punt return for a touchdown since D.D. Westbrook in 2016. Is that right? Yes. Do I remember that correctly? Yep. Yeah. It feels even longer than that, doesn't it? No. It- Blake Shapin is out two to three weeks for Baylor. They're starting quarterback. Not is that good a news. good thing or a bad thing? Well, I, 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 I don't know. They, they, that's... They just got embarrassed. Like, forget losing. They got straight up embarrassed at home by Texas State. No yeah, wonder we weren't good. hearing much about them this offseason. I know it. I know it. Um, Wild. The, the, the spread for OU-SMU opened at OU minus 14. It is up to OU minus 16 and a half. Do you think it gets bet up even, even more than that? Probably. I mean, I would guess there's going to be a lot of score checking from week one. And, oh, Oklahoma scored this many against this person, and SMU scored this many. Yeah, they'll cover that. I don't – I SMU is a dangerous, dangerous offense. So, I don't know what I feel about that spread right now. Um, here, here's, like, all the current spreads for Saturday, Big 12-wise. Illinois at Kansas on Friday night. Jaden da- um, Jalen Daniels supposed to play. KU minus three at home over Illinois. Okay. Uh, Utah minus seven at Baylor. Uh, Easy. <laughs> give me the seven. Yeah. K State minus fifteen and a half at home against Troy. Mm. You've got Iowa minus four at Iowa State. Interesting. OU minus sixteen and a half against SMU at home. Pitt minus eight against Cincinnati at home. Okay. I think. Um, Cincinnati's quarterback, Emory Jones, was Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week, right? I think I saw that I, today. Yeah, I need to go. I hadn't seen any of what they did. I need to go check some of that game. Bama minus seven against Texas at home. I'll take the points. Oregon minus six and a half in Lubbock. I I said that incorrectly. I will not take the points. I'm laying the points. Give me Alabama. What about Oregon Sorry. minus six and a half? Uh, yeah, I'll take Oregon minus six and a half. UCF minus three and a half at Boise in the blue turf. Dang. Okay. That's, that's a, uh, that's a good game. That's a good one to watch to get a little bit better feeling of what UCF is. Um, that's a long, difficult road game. That's not an easy road game non-conference. OSU minus three and a half at Arizona State. 9.30 local start time on Saturday night. I'm sorry, but for the moment, I'm leaning uh, ASU. Gene Rashawn looked pretty good, man. And for a team that can't go to a bowl game. They're going to be pissed off. Yeah. They're going to be mad. And 
They, they right. can't go to a bowl game, but in terms of how to maximize their season, I, I wonder if that did it because of what you said, how pissed yeah. off they are. Yeah, no, I, I think so. Sometimes, if you, when channeled properly, that can be it can be a dangerous weapon. It can be a dangerous weapon. And last one I have, you mentioned uh, Mac Brown in North Carolina. Yeah, I feel sorry for Spencer Rattler this year and that offensive line he has. Jeez, oh my dude. gosh. No. South Carolina's O-line made it difficult for me to tell whether North Carolina had some absolute dudes up front or if they were just that bad because he was running for his life. How about Sean McDonough? Shame on the NCAA. How about that little uh, rant he went on? But I on? agree. I mean, it, it's it's No, I crap. agree, too. But I agree, too. Good news, good news, though, for South Carolina. Their offensive line's bad. They get to play at Georgia in two weeks, and then they get to play Tennessee at the end of this month as well. So I'm sure they'll enjoy that. That'll, that'll help them clean things up in a hurry. We'll, we'll have a better understanding. South Carolina's month of September. North Carolina on a neutral field, at Georgia and at Tennessee. Good God! Uh, three possible brutal. Heisman Trophy contend- oh, contenders. Man, praying for you guys. Wild. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. At 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Do you like to stand out in a crowd while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's... The country's going to find out! Everything runs through Lubbock! Everything runs through Lubbock! Hey, we're the team to beat! Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Uh, we've been talking about the good for close to two hours now. A lot of good in a 73 yeah. to nothing win. Any complaints from you or the text line, 405-651-3439? Um, Any complaints? Well, mild complaints. Not even mild Um I thought the offensive line could have been a little more aggressive. They dominated. We we had good protection. We we blocked things up really good in the running game. Um, you know, Tyler Guyton had some really nice plays. Uh, Rain was really good. Um, I I just. I kind of expected to see maybe a little more wow factor on some of the interior stuff as far as movement. That's nitpicking there. Um, I guess I could say that on the defensive line, but this is, see, this is hard because we ran a lot of stuff where those guys were running flat because of the blitzes we were running to where it's way more difficult to get penetration doing what they were they were doing in in a lot of situations but i'm hoping in the future to see more vertical penetration by the defensive line um and there was some spots downfield that the quarterback could have gone with the football against our secondary but the pressure was so good he just he just didn't have time to sit there and and go to a second and third look anytime he went to a second third look he got rocked as he got rid of the ball so um, 
My secondary going to have to tighten up a little bit. We had a, a couple of free runner plays. I mean, nothing that makes you worry about them not being able to get it ironed out. This is a real test on Saturday, defensively. Absolutely. I mean, I think OU's going to win the game, don't get me wrong. But, dude, Arkansas State, how many how many footballs did they drop on Saturday? They dropped a ton, man. Yeah. A ton. That's not – I mean, that's not going to happen with SMU. No. The, the, they the, have, the few busts that you had in that, they, they probably scored a touchdown on those plays. They have really, really good skill position players. They have a uh, – what's that quarterback's name Preston they have? Stone, he's a good player, yeah, man. He's a good player, mm-hmm. super efficient. Their offense is – their offense is legit. Now, don't know a whole lot about their defense. I'm guessing we should be good. able to, to yeah. have our way with their defense. But their offense is – I mean, when you just think about the Big 12 right now offensively, I mean, they're going to be better than a lot of the offenses that we face this season. A lot of them. Maybe most of them. Yeah, we discussed that in the post game. Um, potentially, like maybe top three. I they'd be closer to three on that, but like top five, that wouldn't be a shock at all for offenses. Yeah, we, we, as we look at it right now, I mean, uh, Texas will have a better offense for sure. Um, Kansas. Well, we don't face Kansas State. Um, don't worry, Mike Gundy UCF. made the uh, Mike Gundy made the mistake of yelling at his offensive staff, saying, "What happens when we play TCU, Coach? We don't play TCU." <laughs> it's confusing, uh, I know. Well, I, I think that's still factored in for a lot of people, but th- this SMU offense is legit. All right, quick timeout. We got the final hour of the rush coming up next. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black